Hello, welcome back to the Happy and Helpful Podcast. Today we talk about creators versus critics, the happiness gap. Go to any concert, gather with any crowd and listen to a speech, attend any book signing or art gallery opening, and there you'll find a lot of critics and very few creators. You'll always know who the creators are. They're the people that are on stage. They're the people with their names on the dust jacket of the books. They're the people whose signatures are at the bottom right corner of the paintings hanging on the wall. And unfortunately, you'll always know who the critics are too. They're the people who can't enjoy the event because they're too busy finding fault with the creators and what they've created. Critics are not happy in their criticism. They aren't doing work that's inspired. Their negative words won't spur anyone to great heights of achievement. Their words won't make anyone feel happy, loved, or uplifted. So why do critics show up at events just to tear down what is being done by the creators? Here are a few thoughts. First, the creator believes that his or her opinion is valuable and should be voiced. The truth is, everyone has an opinion. There are more than 7 billion opinions on this planet. Because opinions are so common, they're really not that valuable. In their deluded mind, the critic can do better than the creator. Not that they've tried to do better. They haven't put in the time in front of the keyboard to write or endured thousands of hours of practice to get the music just right. They haven't put themselves out there to be shot at by their critic buddies, but still, they're a legend in their own mind and think they know how to paint it better, write it better, sing it better. You get the idea. The critics' upbringing and ingrained viewpoints often don't allow them to fully appreciate the efforts of the creator. This aspect is most often seen in the worlds of fine art and music. When someone is raised to appreciate the brushstrokes and natural beauty of traditional landscape oil paintings, they often balk at modern conceptual art. In the music sphere, those who are brought up listening to one genre of music will likely have formed strong negative opinions about other genres of music. In short, their deeply held opinions formed in early years drive their criticism. Number three, the critics' jealousy won't allow them to enjoy what the creator has produced. Unfortunately, people generally think, think about themselves first. They look at the person speaking and say to themselves, I could do that if only I hadn't given up drama in high school. They look at the writer's picture on the dust cover of a book and think to themselves, I can write too, but no one would publish what I, what I write. They look, hear a singer and think, I've got a good voice, I should be up on stage instead of them. Truth is, jealousy is a powerful, negative motivator for critics. Number five. If the critic doesn't have the dedication to put in the 10,000 hours it takes to fine-tune their craft, they won't become a creator. Most musicians, artists, writers, and other creators in our world today were not overnight successes. However, nobody sees the hundreds of discarded canvases that weren't good enough to sell. Nobody watches the budding musicians struggle through endless hours of piano, guitar, and voice lessons. Nobody sits patiently for hours with a writer despondently staring at a blank page as he or she hopes, to, hopes for inspiration to strike. From the perspective of the critic, the creator's success seems instant and undeserved and is therefore worthy of their snide mark, remarks and contempt. The critic doesn't have the courage to put themselves out there. 
People in creative arts almost never have a problem with constructive criticism if the person with the instructive ideas can show them how it's done. Creatives are used to being in classes, learning in lessons, working with coaches. If you can get up on stage, pick up a paintbrush, or sit down at a keyboard and demonstrate how it can be done better, the creative is willing to listen. Why? Because they work each day to master their craft. Improvement is the name of the game. The problem with critics is they can't demonstrate how it quote-unquote ought to be done because they don't have the intestinal fortitude needed to put themselves through endless hours of practice and then into the spotlight. Ironically enough, they don't want to be criticized. And so instead of stepping up to the plate and showing the creator how to hit a home run, they go up to the cheap seats and boo there from that safety and anonymity. Of course, critics don't reserve their unkind words and unhelpful attitude only for the fine arts. It really doesn't matter what subject is. They're ready to complain about it. From the way the carpenter attached the railing to the front porch of their house to the way their favorite football team is being coached this year, the critic is there to throw their two cents in, their two cents of uninformed nonsense. Here's the point. You can be an unhappy critic, complaining about everything that everyone else does. You can be grumpy and find fault. Or you can put in the work, create something of beauty and value, and step out into the spotlight. Creators are happy because they have the drive and the privilege to create. They get to showcase what they do best. I guess the sour-faced critic showcases what they do best as well. Until next time. Have a happy day. Thank you.